Congratulations to Jimbo! Oh my feel? god, it's mixed Ooh. emotions. I had such an amazing time in the Snatch Game and incredible critiques. And then I went to do the lip sync and I just fell on my face. And I feel embarrassed. I feel you shouldn't. Oh, don't feel I that do. Way. I, feel I, that way. I no. really wanted this time to go. No. No. It's okay. But let it out, girl. Let it out. Annoying. It's so fucking annoying. I love performing. And somehow I get on that fucking stage and I choke every fucking time. And I can't stand it. I've won three challenges, but I've lost every lip sync. It's a really disappointing blow because drag queens are kind of known for their lip syncing. But I get in front of Mama Roo on that stage and there is something that I'm not delivering over and over again. It's embarrassing. I felt like there's there's a lot for us to clean out about this episode. There's a lot to dive into. There's a lot of decisions to discuss. And I didn't want to I didn't want to miss this little amuse-bouche from act 1 of the episode because and I choke is one of my new favorite talking through tears on drag race moments. Mm, and I choke. And I I, I choke. I love her delivery on it's so fucking annoying. Just mm -hmm. annoying that she just mouths around it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emotions for safe. I will say that for three wins. <laughs> it, absolutely. No, absolutely. But but I felt like this in terms of the storytelling of the season, this gave me a new layer of Jimbo because we all kind of mm. we all kind of talk about, oh, yeah, Jimbo's so great. And then she bombs all the lip syncs. And this kind of almost this implied idea that because of the way Jimbo bombs lip syncs, it feels like, oh, she knows it's no big deal. And right. She's fine with it. Yeah. She, you know, it's just part of like, oh, Jimbo just, you know, trolling the game. So I, I appreciated whether or not this is also a performance. I don't care. I appreciated this new layer of like upping the stakes of if Jimbo gets to the final two, how important that lip sync is, because we know that this is like a thing for her. Mm, you mean, I, I'd love to hear the discourse from the people that all think that Jimbo was tanking these lip syncs on purpose, which is just wild to me that, that somebody would think like, oh, she's tanking because she doesn't want to pull a lipstick and because she doesn't want $10,000. Like, it's wild to me that that theory is out there. And I just love to hear them spin this right in their favor or for them to just feel really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I don't know how much that is a, pe a thing people think, but I feel like it's a, you know, I, I feel like this is the the most serious side we've seen to Jimbo mm. losing six lip syncs across three seasons. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. There isn't much, we don't get to necessarily see behind the clown, you know, the mm -hmm. Pagliacci crying. This is, a, I feel like this is some, you know, add it to the list with Kim Chi crying as the clown. Who else mm. cried as a clown? Somebody else did this, but we love a crying clown on Drag Race. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Jimbo, a uh, lot of emotions were safe. I will say all the girls were very uh, supportive here. None of them were like rolling their eyes like they do with the other crying queen of the season. Uh, mm. So it was nice to see. Yeah, there was no cuts to Jessica just being like, oh, God. Please let there be a carbon monoxide leak in the room, please. <laughs> Anything. Uh, yeah, no, this was uh, an interesting, interesting thing to see. You know, you, when you look at a front runner, right, you don't always get to see 
the pressure underneath. I feel like we've talked about this before, but a front runner is often very cool, calm and collected. We don't necessarily see them sweating. I think about uh, Shea Coulee during uh, season nine. I think about uh, Bob the Drag Queen. Um, I think about Bianca. You know, a, a front runner, uh, Aquaria. I mean, they're just, they're under that much pressure also. Well, yeah, and I think of like Alaska and All Stars too. Oh, that's I feel like that's the perfect example. Yeah, this is like a similar situation where, like, and then you know, then she had her meltdown, and and I think this is a different sized meltdown. But it's yeah, I I think it's what makes a front runner interesting is when we see like, oh, this is really hard for you too. Yeah, I mean, it will it would make great television if Jimbo was ever put in the bottom, which is a just an act one gun, if you will, about our discussion. But mm. like how uh, they did it to Alaska back in season two, and it was great television to see that person be like, please don't send me home just because I've been winning. Please don't do it. Don't do it, party. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it, w- it would just be such great television to see. Uh, I think I was it season four with Manila. I mean, yeah, Manila got sent home and it, it there was something of a backlash. Right. So I wonder if that's what they're trying to avoid. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, for as bad as it might be right now already, the idea of Candy Muse sending Jimbo home, they would just have to shut down the whole production. It would Candy would have to go into witness protection. Like it would just be She'd be sent to the woods like on the other abso- two. Yes, she'd be she'd be pammed. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be pammed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh oh that that's a maybe a Matreon discussion, but just like absolutely unhinged internet behavior uh you know just like like, what show are you all watching like that you would have this type of reaction it's crazy it is it's it it it's reasons to not even Reddit, I can't take anymore. I'm like, no, oh, I'm done. Enough. Yeah, I'm done. Enough. I'm like, I'm not, and I'm a, I know, I go way back with Reddit, but I'm like, enough. Like, enough. This is y'all, like, and this is coming from All Right Mary. Y'all are taking yeah. this too seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, like, somebody, I, 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 this is when I was done. Actually, I've been done for a little while, but I'm like still on it for Tears of the Kingdom stuff. So it's still showing me drag race stuff, even though I've like unfollowed. Mm-hmm. But the, the post I saw this weekend was, well, you know, I don't know how to feel about Candy doing white face, but I know she performed really well. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no, done, done. I don't even care if it's satire. I don't even want to experience the moment of thinking it's not satire. I was like, no, somebody did not write that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I... Uh, Have you seen the movie, Tabar? I'm just... Right. Like, yeah. I, I think I woke up early on Friday morning, like, you know, like 3 a.m., like just one of those, like, you know, uh, up seven times in the night. Oops, oh, yeah. Oops, you up. Ooh. Ooh. Oops, you up. Ooh. Front door's open. Mm-hmm. Um, you partying, capital T. Uh, <laughs> and so it's snowing here. And I went on Reddit and... The normal Dra- RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit is is very buttoned up about spoilers and tagging things and whatnot. But then there's the also there's kind of the if that's Barbie there's the Skipper uh, Drag Race subreddit that which is oh, just no. you know uh, which is just Drag Race. And so I was scrolling and it was a recommended post. I wasn't even on that 
subreddit, but it was just a suggested post from Drag Race of somebody in the title saying, I'm so gooped that Candy pulled James's lipstick. What do you guys think about this? And I was like, you absolute garbage monster. 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh, my. uh. Well, Mary, you know, I'll say this when I say to anybody like uh, the Internet is 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 for spoilers. It is not. It is. It it is all up to you. Do not go on. Just go on. Yep. Don't eat legumes. Don't go on the internet. Yep. Don't read the Absolutely. comments. I know. Right. I know. But I just. I life starts think, after 40. You know? Life starts after 40. <laughs> it gets better. Thank you, Jessica um, Wilde and RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. It's, it, uh, we have to stop uh, complaining about it. It's just going to happen. People cannot help themselves. Even the drag queens cannot help themselves. Oh, they they're, the fir- they're, the first, they're the first to spoil the episode. They're the yep. first one to be like, well, let me tell you about why Candy shouldn't have won. And it's yeah. like, Nasha, my sister Nasha, if you could just, I mean, not, and yeah. not actually Nasha, but you know, whoever. It wasn't Nasha. Nasha, I think, loved Candy. Uh, I think she was very much like Kahana shouldn't have been in the bottom. Well, and and that I'm sure we'll have things to talk about in terms of who we felt should have won or should have been in the bottom this week. Because oh. you know, opinions. There are opinions. All, yeah. all I'm gonna say is rigor Morris and the show. The, uh, say what you want about the rigor Morris and the producers, like you know, fucking up with this decision, but they are making everybody angry and everybody is talking about it. There's so much buzz because of. This rigor Morris. I mean, you have to recognize that. Like, they created that by not putting Jimbo in the bottom. People are up in arms, angry, and they're talking about the show. I mean, it, it, the, the, the decision-making all over was was interesting and and to be clear the decision i agree with michelle is about splitting the a pluses from the a's because i yeah, did feel like correct. in the challenge it, it was a great rusical everyone did a great job i was thoroughly entertained some were a pluses for me some were a's one may have been more of an a minus but like that's right everybody was great and so like it in this it, you know this week it certainly did come down to the runways and i thought if we were going to bring it to the runway run run runway um, runway then there were some clear you don't like, read runway sorry yeah yeah exactly never heard so, of me okay sorry yeah i think I we did, need I a jacket here yeah i know you got a letter finish yeah i uh i feel like i would have made a couple different decisions one or two different decisions if somebody had put me on the panel yeah no absolutely i mean there were some f's on the runway and part of that full stands f's for fame g- well this part of this part of that stands for fame games mary Oh, yeah, there they're going to be queens <laughs> of the fame game. Well, you know what's funny is it just as we're speaking about the, fa- the fame game and how little I care to speak about the fame game because it's just it, it's just the shame game. Um, I love that two weeks in a row they've used the soundbite of Darian saying, I'm going to be queen of the fame <laughs> games because they don't have anything else, any other canned bullshit right. from Darian because she's just like, I don't know, you sent me home and so now I'm wearing this. So vote for me, Twitter. They couldn't use oh. that. You know, in case we don't get to say it later, Darian Lake, the two weeks that she's been on the Fame Games, has completely obliterated the competition. She is the queen of the Fame Game. If it's about who had the best runway look, which I don't think that's what the Fame Games is going to be about, Darian obliterated the competition. 
I agree. I agree. I agree. I think the water uh, level the is acting at record with highs. The, yes, the acting during the 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 wife to funeral runway, this Grace Jones runway. Ugh, it was so fucking good. So good. Ugh. God, yeah, that like that's basically the reason I watch the I watch to the end of Untucked. <laughs> also, I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, the Fame Game, okay. Uh, but <laughs> now I'm really. I mean, it is a new level of Pizza Queen, a Pizza Queen in the Fame Game, but she's serving gourmet pizza. Oh yeah, it's like CPK. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's that it's that pizza with the salad on it. Uh huh. <laughs> I love that pizza. Well, have you been to Italy ever, Mary? This is a tangent for a Matreon, perhaps. But have you been to Italy? I, uh, no, I've gotten as far as California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> oh, got it. All right, not even a bulbily. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I mean you know that's from my childhood, but too rich for my blood now. You know. Uh, maybe Otto Mario Batali's restaurant. No. <gasps> I have been there. I've been okay. for like work functions. Yeah. Okay. Well, they do it there, uh, but it's it it is very common. Yeah, you put the arugula. On top of the pizza. And yeah, you're just like eating us. They're, they're like forcing you to eat a salad. <laughs> oh, the, I think it. I think it's CPK. Listen, you call- garbage monster. Yeah. Eat the salad first and then the yeah. pizza's underneath. <laughs> and then there'll be pizza underneath. It's like dessert. I think it's CPK. They call it the Trey Calore salad. Oh, no, God. Yeah. Please welcome to the stage, Trey Calore. <laughs> oh, my God. Trey Calore. <laughs> yeah. Drag King Trey Calore. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. Trey Calore. Trey Calore. Oh my God! I would the things I would let Trey Calore do to me. Oh fuck! Straight from the Jersey Shore. It's Trey Calore. Trey Calore. Oh my God! Oh man, that is a hot drag king for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me spit in it first, Trey Calore. Yeah, fuck yeah, Trey Calore. (laughs) Spitting it first. Spitting it first with Trey. That's the name of his his show. Spitting it first. Spitting it first. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Take note, drag kings listening. Trey Calore. Trey Calore. Yeah. Spitting it first. Anyway, Mary, let's talk about this episode. Not Italy and pizza. Uh, So we have this. Uh, this little meltdown by Jimbo, embarrassed. Um, and then we get introduced to the Joan Crawford Rusical. Oh, yes. I uh, was very excited about this because I I feel like, you know, put it on a tote bag. If we don't make these references, we lose these references. Correct. And, I mean, the idea of bringing together Joan Crawford... Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford and RuPaul playing Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford mm. in one workroom mm. was pure joy. Mm. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, loved all of it. And we even got Mary. Are you, uh, do you know what we got? Do you know, do you know what, Ru- what clip I'm going to play? Is it RuPaul saying, Barbara, please? No, it's... Candy, candy, wait. Stop. Oh, we didn't get Mary. The stop, but we did nope. get it. We got it. We, I thought she did say stop in the episode. I no, remember, no, no. I I distinctly was like disappointed the two times oh. I watched this episode. I candy, I candy, just, wait. Yeah, whoop, and that, whoop. Uh-huh. But we do see, I mean, for what it's worth, in the clip that they show, we do get to see Best Supporting Got Mick in the background 
uh, sneaking back to the sne- the safe zone, which is uh, while my other stop is my first favorite thing. Got Mick sneaking back to the safe zone is my second favorite thing, and my fir- third favorite thing is that look on Candy's face when she yes. turns around and, and she's like Mary, clutching you're her, my her mind. bosom. Yes, no, yeah, and, and the, the the way her mouth is, uh huh, yeah, she's just this surprised woman at the beach. <laughs> what? <laughs> but like a lisp. Like her list yes. is still there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I can see the tongue. Yeah, no, I love that woman. Uh, I love that woman too. That moment, I, I think Candy is so adorable in that moment. I think yeah. she's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's just like, oh my God, my umbrella is going tumbling down the beach, you know? It's like finding out that you don't have to leave the sleepover early, you know? It's like, oh, oh I don't yes. have to go to church tomorrow morning. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents don't and pick you, get, you up at 10. Yeah. Right. And you get to have the McDonald's breakfast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You get to stay over because, you know, you know, uh, Samantha's mother always gets the McDonald's breakfast for the kids she in the morning. Loves hotcakes. Yeah. Always gets the hotcakes. <laughs> Is that the hash browns? I think it's like the pancakes. Oh, they call them hotcakes? I believe McDonald's calls them hotcakes. Not McGriddles? Oh, no. A McGriddle is the sandwich, which is delicious. Oh, I'm telling on myself, aren't I? <laughs> what, you like, you don't know what a McGriddle is? Well, no, I don't know what a McGriddle is. I thought that McGriddle was the pancakes. Uh, McMuffin was the egg and cheese. Is that wrong? So, okay. So, hot cakes is the pancakes. Uh, McMuffin is on an English, is a, is like a, a bacon, egg and cheese, sausage, egg and cheese, whatever, yep. on an English muffin. Which I've had before. It, which and and they make it with the real egg, which is the way to go with McDonald's. Get it with the real egg, not the folded egg. Um, mm-hmm. You know that the one that comes in a sheet. Uh, and uh-huh. then uh, the McGriddle is this basically instead of a McMuffin, instead of an English muffin, they use these little like basically these these sweet little pancakes as the bread. Oh, okay, all right. So why don't they call a Mc, a hot cake a Mick cake or something like that? I don't know. I'm sure there has been some sort of research and development. A McFluffin, uh, you know. A McFluffin, uh, McPancakes, hotcakes, you know, maybe. I don't know. I wish I knew. exactly why they call it hotcakes. They're like, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Here, uh, somebody on Google said, oh, oh my God, I have an answer for you. Somebody asked, on the McDonald's.com website, someone asked, or Google said people asked, are McDonald's hotcakes just pancakes? And according to the McDonald's FAQ page, there is no difference. We just prefer to call them hotcakes instead of pancakes. Still round, fluffy, and top of the real butter. Simple as that. Oh, I love that. Just like casual, excited, you know, yeah. jovial language, right? Yeah. They're trying to, keep up with, mm-hmm. yep, trying to keep up with Wendy's on Twitter. Oh, right, right. Yes. Wendy's yeah. Twitter game is... Uh... It's pretty fantastic. Anyway, the, you know, RuPaul comes in just quoting the house down boots of Joan Crawford, introduces the musical concept, and then they have to divvy up the parts here. Um, I did find out some tea. I wonder what your thoughts are on this. But some of the tea from Kahana on the Roscoe's viewing party. Did you get to watch that? I saw a, a different clip that Nisha was talking about the looks, which I'm sure we could talk about later. Uh, but I did not, I didn't see this clip. Well, for anybody that doesn't watch the Roscoe's viewing party, again, take it all with a grain of salt. Who knows what's real? But apparently, the, you know, everybody knows that the part to get is the no wire hangers part. Like everybody knows that that is the part 
That is the the winning part. I know that like, you know, you could win with any part, but there is one feature, there's one that's obviously better than the rest. It's that one. That's the feature. And apparently they edited out edited out Alexis fighting for that role and the uh, axe role. Oh, because the way that they show it in the episode, it's as if Alexis is just like doling out parts and she'll just take whatever is left on the sandwich tray. That is, And that is not what happened. They edited Alexis. <laughs> it's not true candy. <laughs> it's not true candy. Uh, they edited out. They edited it so that Alexis picked her role earlier than the rest because Alexis was like one of the first few to pick their role. I mean, that's what I would have expected. I was kind of surprised to see Alexis being like, and and what role would you like to play? And how about you? Oh, that would be fun for you. I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is a Joan Rusical. Alexis Joan Michelle yeah. is going to pick her role. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, so they did uh, they did the voguing one that went to La La Rie. By the way, where's Aja? Is Aja commenting? On Adam Shankman and Lala's DMs, you know? I think she sent them a group DM and did want to congratulate them on their win, but also was curious if either of them had a background in ballroom. (laughs) Uh, Jimbo, you know, gets the old one. And then Kahana, they're like, oh, yeah, you should definitely get the youngest role. And then Alexis is left, uh, or Alexis then, they edit to say, oh, sure, it's a great opportunity to take this one, you know, uh, the risky one, but I'm going to take it. Well, th- that was the thing is like, I, I mean, I, I do have to just comment that when Kahan is trying to debate between which role she wants and she's thinking of the, you know, MGM Joan and the way that Alexis goes, it was Joan at her at her youngest and most beautiful. And I was like, oh, gay people. And I but I also felt like when you think of like the one role nobody wants, it would be the country music role. Mm-hmm. Like it would make sense to me that that would be yep. what's left. And it was almost kind of silly when I when it was like candy and Jessica fighting for no wire hangers. Cause I was like, Jessica, I saw you win the rocker chicks challenge in season yes. two. I know you were in a band and the, to the extent to which you did kill this number. Why would you be like, Oh, I'm going to fight for this. Like it didn't make sense that this, that I, the, I, this all makes sense in the larger picture that like Alexis midway through the picking would not be like, you know what? I'm going to take the country song. Like, that's what's that's the sandwich that's left on the platter. Yeah, she did uh, want the other roles because she knew because Alexis is also smart. She's watched the show just as much as we have. She know everybody knows everybody in that group knew that the no wire hangers role was the feature. And if you fucked it up, you you're, you know, you're fucked. So there are some people that probably didn't take it because they're like, yikes, I don't want to be featured. Right. But yeah, no, if you want to win, this is the one you go for. Absolutely. Well, and I also think that there is always, in, or in, uh, certainly a lot of musicals, and maybe even almost all of them, there's usually one song that is like when you go to the bathroom, you know, like it. And I, Jimbo's, mm-hmm. I felt Jimbo's, but also James's. I felt like, especially when you put James's like right before Candy's, and it was like, oh, it w- in some ways like just the the change in tempo and the change in song and like the fact that there was so much more to Candy's song made it that much more of a highlight because I thought James's No Fault of Her Own was kind of a boring song. Yeah, it was boring. Uh, it was the most kind of, I don't know, there was a lot of iconic lines in it. People kind of know about that story. They know about, obviously, 
uh, candies as well. But uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't know, Mary. I thought this was a really, really well produced Rusical, and I have thoughts on that later. I really do. Um, but so I don't want to talk about it right now. I do want to talk about this audition. Um, it's becoming this kind of trend where if queens are fighting over a role, they'll just have them audition, and the queens will somehow then decide for the the two battling queens. Uh, I think we came up with a whole cosplay between Rose and Denali. Oh, well, and, and when Denali didn't get the role, yes. and then she slammed her her skates down on the yes. on the foyer floor and Nolly's mom and yeah Nolly, oh my goodness yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nolly are you home Nolly I how did the auditions go <laughs> slam you know it's just the bedroom door slamming upstairs uh she 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 says her her friend who she's on the phone with she's like oh Nolly just got home oh I don't think she got the part let me call you back Terry, let me let me just call you Terry. back. And while she's on the phone, she's like fishing in the cabinet for like see if any, there's any Dunkaroos left. Okay, maybe some Dunkaroos might make her feel better. Let me see if we've got like one of those jug juices, you know, with the aluminum on the top, or a oh. Mondo. Maybe she's got a Mondo for her. she. She comes to the door and knocks, and she shakes the Dunkaroo. She's like, got a little treat for you. We've got red mondos in the house, you know. And Nolly's just oh, face down god. on the bed. Oh my god! I don't want to talk about it. We just went full Barb and Star. Uh, Mary's, we're sorry. <laughs> it's like seasons later. I'm still obsessed with with Nolly Same. and her mom. Yeah, post well, because I think audition. we both see. I think we both can see like the cover of the of the YA novel that you know this is right. It's also a YA novel based on mm-hmm. a television show, and it's Rose and Nolly right in high school, and they're both these you know theater girls. Uh, and the best that friends. cover on it, yeah, very yes. animated, you know, cover of the two of them. I mean, uh-huh. it's somewhere between like a Beverly Cleary and an R.L. Stein in terms of the amount of like character detail on the cover. I know yes. what the house looks like. I know what yes, Nolly's, Nolly's yes. house looks like. I know what those tiles are. I just, uh-huh. I know this well. Yeah, yeah, and you know they are best friends. They are best they friends, are. but yeah, but they're they're constantly competing. Uh, for parts together, right? Whether it's choir practice, right? That's one book, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, the state, the state champions uh, championship. That's what that that uh, culminates in. And Nolly has to step in for Rose at the last minute because mm-hmm. Rose gets sick. Yeah, and then Rose's like, "Oh, I'm so happy that you got to have your moment, Nolly. I'm so happy." And she does really, really well. Uh, you know, they end up coming in second, but it still felt it was still a win for Nolly. Yeah, it's still a win, and eventually, I think in the third book, they are like fighting over the same role, and then all of a sudden, it's decided you're gonna do it in rep, and it was you know it was Rose Nolly, oh my God. and so you know they alternate playing the role, and and uh. then it becomes the competition of like who's the best, you know, Regina and Little Foxes at the Summer Repertory Theater, yeah. No, it's even more offensive than that. It's like, who's the best lead in Raisin in the Sun? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's the best beneath her? Yeah. <laughs> That's the last book, The Best Beneath her. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary, I've made a decision. Oh, yeah? I am taking a page from the book of Maxine, and I am reclaiming my time. Okay. I endorse this decision. I'm reclaiming my time. Well, if you can't reclaim it, someone else will be happy to take it off your hands. And I've been too happy to give it away sometimes. My time, my talent, my energy. 
but never your french fries. I mean, you know, let's be real. I'm not vying for sainthood here. Well, I hear you, Mary. I got to remind myself to make time for me every week and for my cat. Most importantly, these cats. Maintaining that kind of balance can be hard on our own. Luckily, there is help out there. Why do I feel like we're about to talk about therapy? Because we're definitely about to talk about therapy. And I do love talking about therapy. Marys, if you're struggling to find more balance in your life, maybe it's time to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today to get 10% off your first month. And that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. Okay, let's go back to this episode. We have so much to talk about. Oh, Mary's. yeah. We're so sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, so the, the, the parts are all kind of uh, divvied up. One thing that kind of struck me as odd, James, before they go in to record with Leland and Stitch, James is in the Talking Heads and he says that he's a Joan Crawford stan. And I'm like, is James really a Joan Crawford stan? I think so. I think this because I think, you know, you think of like James's drag reference of being like Jane Mansfield. And so I kind of feel like James knows her history. And that would make perfect sense to me that like I think when they were doing the choreography and James was like, well, I notice how like she walks very stiffly but elegantly. I thought, well, there is a nuance that your average, you know, mm. Dua Lipa stand oops, oops mm-hmm. might not appreciate. Or whoever, you know. All right. All right. That's fair. I just, it it sounded so kind of over the top. I was like, really? Well, I mean, I, I know we all love the movie. Uh, and maybe we've seen, you know, uh, the, the axe one, you know, straight jacket. Yeah. The axe one. Ugh. Yeah. We, we, we covered straight jacket. We covered straight jacket. And I, you know, uh, yeah, we covered straight jacket. And I feel like. We did do whatever happened to Baby we Jane. We did do very did early do on. Movie. Yes, yeah. very early. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the problems I had with this Leland workshop was this whole thing. And you know, again, like I'm just this white person commenting on it, so take it for what you will. But it, I, it did give me pause. I'm like, so wait, the joke is Jessica's accent? Oh, I don't know. I mean. I know the joke was like, oh, it sounds like she's saying ass, which is very funny. Bring me the ass because, yes, bring me the ass immediately. Um, Christopher Christina, damn it. Bring me the ass. Um, I can't believe I've even heard that before. Right. Like, I feel like it's kind of the perfect spin on bring me the axe. You know, it's the uh, dirty charades. Yeah. 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 Uh, And it was because of her accent. So. I don't know. It was very interesting uh, just to kind of watch that uh, and just kind of take note of like, huh, I wonder if I'm just being a white liberal here. Yeah. Well, she's just dumb because she doesn't know how to speak English. That's why. No, I'm kidding. I just (laughs) I don't know, Mary. I don't care. I feel like file this under. I love this drink. Mm, Correct. Correct. Uh, The other moment that I thought was uh, just worth noting because, you know, musical theater and and music and stuff like that um, is Alexis and all of her, you know, talking about the patter song and doing the lip trills, which we found out Mary's Colin cannot do a lip trill. 
Yeah, uh, shout out to so our only Marys. We literally yes. just had an episode about, in part, about lip trilling, and I cannot do lip trills. You so if can you, wanna... if you, you can every now and then, right? You just didn't really know how to do it yet. Yeah, I mean, I could try. Oh, let's try it now. Let's see if I can do it. Okay, great. Well, that worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mary, I did want to just kind of queen out a little bit. The Patter song is a pretty iconic staple of musical theater. Have you heard this term before? I know this from Getting Married Today from Company. That's yes, great song. example. It's like one of the, that's a really, really fabulous one. We also know it from Drag Race in the past, right? When Utica, Utica Queen did uh, like the send up of uh, modern, uh, major modern general. Mm-hmm. From Pirates of Penzance mm-hmm. uh, In that musical episode Was that season 13? I think that was Candy's Right? Yeah, Candy, um, Candy, wait Candy, Candy, wait uh, Yes, you said not getting married today The one that we have also discussed before Happens during the credits uh, The opening credits Of Mrs. Doubtfire <sighs> The Barber of Seville uh, Robin Williams is doing oh. The voice of the bird of course, oh Largo God, of course. off Totem is a, a one of the earliest patter songs. Yeah, Largo, I fucked all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the one that a lot of uh, you know Disney queens might know is Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? That is also considered a patter song. Um, Another hundred people just got off of the train, which you love mm-hmm. because it's I company. Do. Yeah. I do love that song. Two patter songs in that show. Two patters, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, p- people are familiar with Both Reach for the Gun from Chicago. I think people might know that one. Mm. If you know Godspell, All for the Best is another patter song. It's like a kind of a du- dueling melody type of patter song. Um, and then the other patter song that I want to mention is going to be our last chance lip sync. So I'm not going to mention it here. Okay. Well, uh, the only other patter song I know is James Patterson, the, oh. <laughs> the best-selling Patterson. author. Patterson. Yeah, James Patterson, the best-selling yeah. author of Along Came a Spider yeah, yeah. and Patter, Kiss the Girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only know that I've... Patterson. <laughs> but you only know those two because they were movies. Did you actually read James Patterson? You're a big reader. Uh, no, my mom, I think, read a lot of James Patterson. We had a lot of James Patterson in the house. Oh. But I I think I was concerned that it wasn't enough about women, you know? Oh, I see. Well, so it is I'm, very much about the cop. He's like the main Alex character. Alex Cross. Yes, yeah, Alex yeah. Cross. Yeah. So instead, I read my mom's old Oprah book club picks, like Vinegar Hill. Any Vinegar Hill fans out there? Every once in a while, like, I put one of these out there, and one of the Marys is like, oh, yeah, amen at Anse. I know that book. <laughs> Uh, my mom, I told you, she, I always just remember her reading The Thorn Birds, which I think oh, just yeah. like, only a few years ago I found it was very inappropriate. She loved um, like V.C. Andrews, which she read with my sister. I remember giving her the Wind Up Bird Chronicle to read by Hukumar Kami, and I, I was so disappointed that she didn't love it as much as I did. Uh, she but, just has a different taste of, music, of yeah. um, books. Yeah. That's a, you know, it, it, it's not a super easy one to get into. Uh, I I think the only other one I remember my mom reading was like We Were the Mulvaney's by Joyce Carol Oates. And I think I ended up reading that as well. Um, wow. okay. But yeah, she was also a big fan of this Ken Follett book called, I don't remember what it was called, but it was, she loved it. And, I, and, uh, and that's the story of my mom and books. So... <laughs> 
Well, great. Well, patter songs are different than patter sons. Uh, certainly different than patter daughters. Um, so anyway, I you know, big shout out to Alexis Michelle for performing the patter song. Well, uh, you know, I think the last time we heard somebody do a really great patter song. Sort of. Uh, it's not. It's different. But was when Ben De La Creme did um, "Call Me Mother" as Julie Andrews. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, and it was Pillars of the Earth, folks. It was Pillars of the oh. Earth that my mom liked. Um, well, I I'm glad to hear or to be reminded that Drag Race has such a history with patter songs. <laughs> Mary, what do you what do you think about Adam Shankman? Gay Uncle Adam, you know, like mm. Unc- Adam Shankman is like. I feel like what all gay men in the 90s were, or at least in movies, you know what I mean? It's just like that kind of like, well, girl, you better figure it out. You know, like it's Yeah, like- he's, he's a little caustic, but like really talented, very sweet, very charming. Yeah, like quick on his feet, very charming, but also like a little, yeah, a little caustic, like a little, like there's a little bit of mean gay. There's a little there's bit a of bite. like, mm-hmm. there's a bite and it's just like, oh my God. All right. Look at you throwing the first brick, you know? And I just, I, it, it is what it is. That know? was Judy, Mary. That was Judy. Sorry, that was Judy. I, you know, I heard, you know, funny story. I heard Joan was actually on the second floor of Stonewall. And so when when she yells out, don't fuck with me, fellas, it's Joan yelling at the cops outside. Yeah, I don't know if you right. guys know this, but she yeah, was upstairs. Right. She was yeah, upstairs. Everybody thinks that, you know, they think they're <clears throat> quoting Mommy Dearest, but that's no. actually a line referencing, you know, the, the Stonewall riots. Absolutely. Yeah. She says, don't yeah. fuck with me, fellas. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is my first time at the rodeo. And then she kicks ass. Yeah, and the rodeo closed two years later. It was this really, uh, really skanky gay bar in the village. Uh, that, so. was ca- that was Rawhide, Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she called it the rodeo because she couldn't remember. That's she, right, she know? couldn't remember. She's ah, the rodeo. The she rodeo. was too drunk by the time she got to Rawhide. It was oh, like, oh, always. It was the last yeah. stop. That's right. I mean, every time she walked into Rawhide, she said, it's not my first time at the rodeo. And they're like, yeah, no, we know. You know, it's called Rawhide, though, Joan. Joan, Joan have a Joan. seat. Have a seat. Have a seat, waiting. Joan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Adam Shankman, Mary, there's a lot of Matreon alumnus for Adam Shankman. I got to tell you. So mm-hmm. directed the Little Rock episode of AJ and the Queen. First of all, we need to recognize oh, that. Okay. We talked about, we talked about all of AJ and the Queen. Yes. Um, get ready. Get ready for this, this list. Okay. Choreographed Adam's family values. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I know Miss- that one. Mrs. Winterbourne, which you still refuse to watch. I refuse. I'll watch Mrs. Winterbourne when you'll watch somebody somewhere and Michelle Visage oh, wears a fucking turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> with a uh, corset and, and no belt. Yeah. The cor- yeah, with a bathing suit with no corset, no and, corset a and a belt. belt. Yeah. Um, Boogie Nights. Wait. He, he, what he, oh, he choreographed the mm-hmm. dance sequence in Boogie Nights. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. She's all that. Oh, my God. She took off those glasses. The Wedding Planner. You saved my shoe. Buffy, the musical episode. Oh, you love that episode. Same. Uh, Hairspray, the movie. Which I think maybe I did see a long time ago. And then what made me kind of queen out is to find out that Adam Shankman officiated the wedding of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Jr. Oh. Ugh, love him. Ugh. Freddie Prince Jr., I don't think we talk enough about how stunning he is. 
He's very, very pretty, but let me tell you, Mary, I really don't care about him. I care so much more about SMG. Like, no, I, I, I understand that, but I just, and so that's why I have to shine a light on All right. FPJ on his asshole. Mm-hmm. On his asshole, yeah. I need to shine. I just spit in it. And yeah, then lip trill in it. Yeah, lip trill in it, spitting it first, and then really give him a tray calore treatment. You know, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there you did it. You just did it. All right. Yeah. See that? I laughed. See that? Um, I trilled. <laughs> so uh, one of the th- I, I did fall in love with Adam Shankman when he said, "I'm too freaking a freaking old. Don't let me kick higher than you." I was just like, "Oh, yeah." He's just I'm kind I of mean, in love with that. Yeah, he he is. I think the definition of a blouse. You know, just like oh this yeah, he's, total he's, femme you're top. right, Mary. Mm-hmm. He is definitely a top. Like yeah. definitely a top and a and a blouse for sure. A total Love blouse. It. So oh my hot. God. So yeah. hot. Um, yeah. I, his bracelets jangle when he slaps your ass. Oh yeah. God, well, you know, and he clutches you with his painted fingernails, just like exactly. so hot. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I got to just, you know, every season, it seems like now there's some really brilliant editing. Um, there were two moments in this episode that I want to highlight as brilliant editing. One of them happened during the musical, and the other one happened during this segment. The editors cut to Alexis Michelle lifting her leg right after that line, uh, don't let me kick higher than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think the editors are brilliant for this because it, it's a mommy dearest reference. Yeah, yeah, it's her stretching the leg. Uh, I Ah, uh, the way I screamed, Mary. <laughs> Alexis Alexis knew who Joan Crawford was. Yeah, she knew the references. I don't know what more a woman's got to do to win a challenge. She was she was doing the she was doing Joan when they weren't even doing Joan yet. She was just doing it in the sitting there doing Joan casually and she giving was, them giving them B-roll. Anyway, I, I, there's, there is another line that I think you, you clipped here that happened. Oh, yes. I, cause Adam is directing Jessica to just, you know, give pure rage. And I just love this micro moment of Jimbo. I want pure rage. <laughs> and she like gives this look, I want yeah. pure rage. And then like looks at them. It's she just this like, them, yeah. this weird little moment, but I just love, I want pure rage. Oh. I don't know what that was about. It was so funny. It was she looked for a very long time, and they they kept the camera on him. Like, yeah, looking off to the producers. It was wild. Yeah, I don't know what that micro moment was, but I loved it. Anyway, um, one of my favorite moments of this episode is when they are quoting Joan Crawford mm, uh, yes. in "Mommy Dearest," essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, which was great. It was like, you know, funny, 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 funny. And then Lala references Precious. Which, a great joke, but also like layers because I feel like Monique in Precious is like icon status for similar reasons as Faye Dunaway as mm. Joan Crawford and Mommy Dearest. It's, I think, a genuinely great performance, but it's like just monstrous performances. Just like... Nothing left. No sandwiches left on the plate. You know, I, Monique as as precious as mother is precious. One Paul for and Nicole, yeah, pre- is, pre- is precious. Paul and Nicole is one for the books. It is. She is so good in that movie. So I love that Lala like made that connection. Yeah. No, it was a really really great punchline. You know, shout out to Candy for referencing Showgirls. You know, talking about throwing marbles on the stage. Uh, the Queen's got their references this time, for sure. Um, I think it was Jimbo that started the whole kind of fun in the workroom by 
you know, putting on that voice and saying, you better clean up these filthy, filthy stations, right? Uh, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. I love that so much. Um, You know, Alexis says, don't fuck with me, fellas. And I couldn't help but be like, no, it's that's not that's not how she says it. Oh, in terms of the inflection. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It should be like, don't fuck with me, fellas. It should go to the top of the stairs and then tumble down the stairs. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, uh, we get more quotes uh, when we get to the runway. I mean, again, RuPaul quoting RuPaul doing Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford because RuPaul is already the yes. monster RuPaul is already a variation Answering of Faye Dunaway mm-hmm. yeah as Absolutely. Joan Crawford so when she's doing it on purpose it just oh you know when I told you to call me that like I just oh it was like this is this is slipping in like a Chris Goat fist I'm loving this I wanted you to mean it uh. oh it was just, it was so rewarding. It's just, you know, there was one point earlier in the episode when they're showing the video message of Rue in the bus driver wig. And there's like, the wide shot is Rue in, on the screen. And then to the right of her is one of the like Faye as Joan mm. portraits. And I thought, look at the two of them. Tell me the difference between these two. There's no difference. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It was, it was just like this beautiful synergy that happened this episode because it was... RuPaul's kind of brand. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. And then and then on top of it, and because I know we're about to talk about it, but Leland is in the pocket. He's just in the pocket. I, I can't believe how good each of these songs were. And certainly Gabe. I'll give credit to Gabe as well for the production, um, particularly with Kahana's MGM Queen song. I mean, that music was fire. It was so fucking well produced I, I i was just so impressed with how well this was written in so many ways that the songs were often so good too good to fail and in i think one or two maybe even three occasions the song was better than the performer and so it it, it just made the performer do so well because the song was that good well, that first one, that, you know, uh, MGM Queen, it reminds me of, for any of our, uh, any any Smash fans who are listening, it reminds sure. me of 20th Century Fox Mambo. Uh-huh, yes. And, That's right, and I Barry. Be- and didn't Adam Shankman choreograph the numbers in Smash? I don't know. I don't think so. I felt like he had some... Um, sure, I believe you. I just... I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's see. I thought I thought he had some. Mm. Yeah, gay uncle Shankman. Gay uncle Shankman. Yeah, yeah, sort of Aunt Adam, but um, I don't see Smash on his uh, Wikipedia uh, resume. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know why I thought he had some part in that, but um, I take it back. He had no part in it. He was probably just a fan. He's just a fan. Uh, but anyway, that number very much reminded me of 20th Century Fox Mambo, which I can't believe I could make a Smash reference. There you go, Mary. You smashed it out of the park. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You know, I'm just a regular Mickey Rooney, whoever it was. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. No, whoever she was married to. <laughs> wow. Talk about a Smash fan. Yeah, big Smash fan. Uh... So one question I had before I praise the fuck out of this performance 
is they made this whole hullabaloo about the fan kicks when Adam was choreographing Kahana, and then there were no fan kicks. And I'm just kind of like, what is what are these segments that we're actually watching? Because that happened multiple times where like he was teaching um, James and then James like had none of those movements. Right. Same with Jimbo. I was just like, there's none of these things that he's teaching end up in the final product. Maybe it was like my guess is like, here, let's try some choreography. Like what we saw was let's try a bunch of choreography and see how mm. well you can pick it up. And then if you can't, we'll modify it because we still want it to be a good performance, you know? Yeah. And, and I call rigor Morris because then they're able to use that footage and be like, oh, she's struggling. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I hear you. Right. Because they can then like tell a different story. But I also am gathering from especially from the the workroom banter being all very much just about the challenge and how am I doing and what am I going to do in the runway that like, I don't think they had much else to show us up to the, the musical. Like, oh, I, see. I don't think yeah. there was really any other drama. So I feel like they need to use that. Like, Oh, let's show Kahana not doing a fan kick. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise they got nothing. They got nothing for act one. I thought that Kahana Lip syncing aside, obviously the lip syncing, I did notice some little spots. Kahana was an A for me. This was so good. This was really good. And I think the thing about this as well is that this is like, even for like big fans of Joan Crawford or people who love kind of Mommy Dearest, like this version of Joan is the one that I think is is least familiar. Sure. And so... From my point of view, it's like, well, yeah, but she was like a dancer and she did play like sexy roles. And like, so maybe this felt the least like Joan Crawford, but she was the least like the Joan Crawford that we saw throughout much of the rest of her career Mm -hmm. at this point. So I felt like it was a great performance. Was I getting Joan? No, but why would I be getting like, you know, don't fuck with me, fellas, Joan back in the 1920s? Exactly. She performed this so well. It just looked effortless. I was just like, this is a great performance. And yeah, I get it. They they kind of like harped a little bit on the lip syncing. Um, and I guess I noticed it. Um, I also have to say all of the cuts to Alexis doing those like maraca arms. Oh God, I know. Oh my God. It was I but oh. I loved it. I low key no, loved it. Was, it. <laughs> she was in character the entire yes. time. I so mean like good. I and and whether she was you know the main feature or background the the best joan the most yeah. consistent joan Completely. and those moments for reasons why you should stay in character oh god those Baraka arms, Mary, make that a gif. It's I know, like, yeah. If we could put that into the time capsule, I would. <laughs> right? Yeah, Alexis's Maraca arms. Yeah, I feel like from this episode, though, it would be the giant wire hanger. That would be, like, the most obvious is the giant wire hanger. I feel like the deep cut would be... The deep cut would be when they take off Lala's uh, apron in the middle of her mm. number. That apron... Mm. Just because of the way that that happened, I'd be like, oh, put that in the time capsule. Put it in there. Yeah. In there. Uh, the next uh, performance is Mommy Dearest, uh, the song by James. You know, there wasn't really any choreography. It was all just movement. But I, I did think it was fun. I thought it was funny. And it was a good performance. Like, again, it was an A for me. It wasn't even an A-. minus. 
Yeah, this one, I I think that James was fine. I just didn't think there was too much to the song. And I again, I think sandwiched between like a Stevie Nicks here, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like like All Stars three, it was like especially sandwiched between Kahana and Candy. I was like, this is kind of um, you know, this is a bit of a, a transitional song. Uh huh. Yeah, like the fourth song of a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Candy's next. I, I I have to just call out the auto tune city that was featured during this number. It fit oh, yeah. the the style. Um, but this is a great example. I I know that I'm a little biased, right? Because you know Candy's great. Uh, but th- this song was better than her or anyone else's would w- like would be performance. I feel like if oh, anybody was in this, the song would just win it for you. This was like it had the energy of I will survive like it yeah. just came in and and it was just yeah it, all you had to do was nail the song but like this was similar to, a little bit similar to Wig Loose in season 15 where like the songs were so good that you just had to keep up with them yeah. and this one was one where I felt like Candy did a good job but I thought that you had a real head start with this number. I I like the vocal and I feel like somebody else could have done a much better vocal. Um, not that Candy's vocal is bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this is just an opinion, Mary's. Um, but, you know, Candy was was fine. I thought she was fine. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well-deserved win. I don't know if this is a well-deserved win. It, it, it was I, I think the song did more than Candy did. Candy rose to the occasion, which I think is like. Props to you, Mama. Fabulous. Um, certainly uh, defied expectations. But was it, you know, this like totally impressive thing? I'm not sure. The song was so fucking good. Um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with Candy. All right. Well, Candy Candy. Uh, <laughs> wait. <stop>. Wait. Uh, <laughs> because we've got Lollarie. Oh, wait a minute. Jessica's next. Oh, is Jessica next? Oh, yes. I didn't. I guess I didn't take a note on her, but I thought Jessica was great. I thought she was great. I thought this was just an overall and could have won, you yes. know, A plus performance for me. The vocal was so fucking good. I thought the vocal was good. I thought the performance was good. And we even got the shot from behind. And again, this is like the second yeah. We got the shot from behind at the end with the light kind of glaring chef's kiss i'm just like ugh. all of this was so good with the the rose petals which mm-hmm. is also a drag race reference i was like this is so fucking good yeah uh, and you know you have candy uh kind of being the rising action and then for me the climax was jessica wild if i were to put it in order it would be it would go jessica wild is number one and then candy is number two in terms of winners here that's how i want them um just how i want them yeah. Well, then I we need to talk about Miss Reed. Okay, because you know now that I'm seeing who's next, I'm like, right, Candy's third. Okay, great. Yeah, because yeah. this goes on the shelf with with Jada Essence Hall and Roxy Andrews as rusical performances that were safe, but in my heart, the, I loved this so much. Yeah, let's go, Joan. 
I loved it yes. so much. I, you know, I'm again, I'm not really sure how hard this song was. I, I really feel like this was another example of where the song helped the performer. Like, this is just really clever, really fun, really funny. Um, but I thought Lala nailed this. I thought she nailed it. And I was just like, uh, chef's kiffs. Chef's I kiffs. loved it. Another the, one. The- the slaps were so perfect. The faces were great. The energy yes. shift. This was so much fun. And and like, I yeah, I just like, I love what I love. And I, this is, the, the trifecta is complete. Jada, Roxy, and Lala are like, if we ever do another Rusical bracket, this will be one to beat. And just in terms of like, oh, this is my kind of Rusical performance. I just, unsung. I love mm-hmm. unsung. The, the fact that, she, I mean, just those little slaps, the body language. Uh, I I loved it. I I loved, I loved it. And I, I understand. Yeah. Love the wig. And I, I'm not saying that she should have won. I'm, no. I, but I thought that she was so good in this. To me, there was a clear number one and number two for this Rusical. And it was Jessica Wilde. And it's not Candy or Lala. The next one, and I know I'm biased, you know, nuance, nuance. Alexis Michelle, take a drink. Alexis Michelle did did just as well as Jessica. And was better than Candy. Honestly, I mean, I do think that Alexis should have won this week i do she should have won this week her runway was much more flawless than jessica's was i like jessica's runway but it it wasn't as good as alexis's uh yeah no i thought this here's the thing this song is the song that doesn't win it just never does but Mm -hmm. it's the hardest one to do now don't get me wrong was the movement like really hard no it was simple but to to do all of that movement while lip syncing every single word is really, really hard. And I thought that this was like a flawless performance. And I thought she did the best Joan Crawford on that stage. I agree. No, I really think that she, she killed this. I thought this was so good. Like the fact that she was just safe was kind of crazy to me. I thought this was like, okay, you want to give it to candy, whatever, but at least give Alexis, you know, some roses. Yeah. For this, come on. Yeah, don't give her the axe. Yeah, give her some ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lala, Lala, Alexis, Jessica, and Candy were the top four. If I were to have a top three, this is really hard. I would do Alexis, Jessica, and Lala based on the runway. I, don't come uh, for me. Don't write me letters. I have my thoughts on Candy's runway, which is why she's fourth. No, I I agree. I think that I think that this week in particular being where the runway really did make the difference. I think that I understand that Lala is like wasn't quite what they were hoping for. So like I get it. So I could see honestly, yeah, honestly, runway and performance this t- it, I it, to me it's a clear win for Alexis if I was sitting on the panel and they asked me and it mattered. Sure. I would say Alexis. Sure. But we know that production is doing things, which is why Jimbo, who's the last one, wasn't in the bottom. Jimbo absolutely should have been in the bottom from the runway and the performance. Yeah, no, I agree. And I thought that, I mean, I thought the song was similar to James's where I was like, oh, the song is okay. It's not as strong as the other ones. I liked the 
the world of references. I like that era of Joan's career. I like that there was even a vague Trog reference, but I was a little disappointed that they didn't have Jimbo recreating the infamous moment when Joan Trog is this like killer caveman movie from the seventies. It was one of Joan Crawford's last movies. And there's, you can see it in the trailer, but there's a great moment where she, uh, she cries out with passion, Trog! And I just wanted that to Frost! be musical. Yeah, so this is Joan saying Trog. Trog! <laughs> and I candy, just wanted... Candy, candy, wait. Trog! Trog! <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted a little bit... I wanted that, but I appreciate that they they included a I saw what you did reference, which is a real deep cut. Mm, great. Uh, well, we love a deep cut here. Uh, the category is Grace Jones for the runway. You know, it really did come down to the runway, Mary. And I, like huge points to Alexis Michelle. When she came out, Mary, all I saw was Annie Lennox. And I thought it was perfection. Yeah, I mean, the makeup was great. I thought it was just... And it's a lot of look, but I kind of feel like that's part of her brand is a lot of look. And it was... I I thought this is this is a slam dunk. It's a use baseball reference, you know? Yeah. There you go, Mary. Uh, you had Kahana who came out in that kind of red showgirl type of look, which I thought she looked gorgeous. James came out looking really messy, messy mink, I called her, even though it was fox furs. Mm. Um, Jessica came out in that purple, I think they referenced Aliyah. Uh, I guess that's the Grace Jones Aliyah look, but I thought the keyholes were really sloppy. And yeah. I didn't like love that look. I thought Lala looked great. I don't know what they were talking about, but this that they were disappointed in it. But like this was like the second best look on the runway. I think the problem was your jacket should be longer than your shirt. And I think that was it wasn't, you know. <laughs> uh and then um, you know, we talked about Alexis. Jimbo's like I haven't seen Jimbo look this bad before. Like, this was an oops for me. The cage dress was puckering. It looked messy. Yeah, like, it was interesting to see her without the boobies and, you know, the kind of a, a somewhat different Jimbo. But, yeah, I, for as, like, as thought out as Jimbo's looks have been and as ornate as they've mm. been, how, like, how she's interpreted the brief, I feel like Grace Jones, it's like, oh, Jimbo is kind of the one I'm almost, Grace like, Jones. most excited to see. What are you going to do with this? And... I thought it was, uh, you know, I don't know if she was keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, I don't, I just, oof, this was a bottom placement. And then Candy, here's the thing, and I, I understand that this is what fashion's all about, but when Candy came out in another leotard with stuff glued to it, I was like, really? It, it didn't, it, I mean, it looked cheap. She had phenomenal makeup, which, you know, I think we just have to come to expect with Candy. She just does that so well. She beats her mug so well. Uh, it's just we've seen her do it before. And we've also seen similar kind of oops moments with like Jiggly Caliente and Vanjie. And that's what this reminded me of. I was like, I think this is bad. I did feel like, you know, the it's like we have seen the silhouette a number of times this season. And while this was a more interesting version of it, it felt like... Is this like, wouldn't that get points off? You know, I mean, I don't know. It was, it, I, I like the colors. I like that color scheme. I like that all those primary sure. colors. That's what my living room looks like. So I thought, oh, candy, candy. 
come on over. Wait. But uh, wait, wait, uh, wait right here in my living room. But I, yeah, I I was a little surprised. Again, I've cast my vote. I think it should have been Alexis Michelle. I am just shocked. And we'll have a discussion about this on Matreon, perhaps. But I was just shocked to hear on the pit stop here at Roscoe's them all just like, oh, my God, this candy look is everything. Oh, my God. Candy looked amazing. Candy's amazing. I'm just like, is this the emperor's new clothes? I'm just I just don't see what people are saying. And don't get me wrong. Like I it's not because like Candy's a big girl or whatever, because I understand Right. The that the, the the beauty of different bodies do not get me wrong. Uh, and so I just want to acknowledge that that like I'm seeing if there's any bias here. And I, I it's just specific to what Candy is presenting. I'm like, this, I don't think this is good. And so the way I'm saying it is like this just doesn't speak to me like the, the stuff that Candy has been putting on the runway um, every other week because it's not every week. Every other week just isn't speaking to me the same way that it is other people. What I'm hearing is you think Candy's fat and <laughs> ugly and cheap looking, and uh, that's what I I'm don't. hearing. I, I and I can tell you you don't like her because she's fat. I can tell. <laughs> I know that. Um, Mary, yeah, be no. very careful. People will take things out of context. That is not why I am not a fan of Candy Muse this season. If someone is an hour and change into this episode and they they're. Oh, People, true. you guys are smarter than that. Um, anyway, I I think it's worth mentioning in terms of, as per usual, who got the beat on the runway this week, Mary's. Oh, I remember. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. Uh, do you know who got the beat? Who? Wait, well, just someone who doesn't know. Uh, every week, I like to see who gets this part of the runway song. Who got it this week? Lala Lala got it. And I was so happy about that. And Jimbo almost got it. And then they like cut it off because she was making some dry elbows joke. And I was like, <laughs> who cuts off the beat? Who cuts off the beat? Oh, God. Uh, anyway, a very interesting judging. Um, you know, a little too obvious. If you're going to ask me, I just think it was way too obvious that they were uh, favoring Jimbo. Um, because they they did not want a situation where they were going to send Jimbo home. Now maybe that would have like saved Candy who or the girls for voting off Jimbo, which they probably would have done. Um, but if they did vote off Jimbo early, you know, as the Vulture article would remind us, then there's not much competition left. Oh yeah, I saw Candy reposting about who wrote this. I'm like, check the byline, Miss Muse. But I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and also really... like way to just like generate traffic to something that you're not a fan of. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, maybe she's in cahoots with Vulture. Maybe this I is all say, orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's yeah I got mean, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I feel like the sure we you I don't want to see Jimbo go home yet, but I also love the narrative of like controversial controversial candy has to pick between you know uh three times in the bottom kahana or three times in the top jimbo like i do love the suspense of that but i would want that to end with like okay well it's time to take send kahana home or if you want the drama i mean what a perfect opportunity for drama but yeah where does that leave us for the rest of the season and you know i 
I, I think it's fair to have this conversation here. Uh, I don't. I think we should have it here. It, it's really now kind of coming down to this format question, right? You have this all-stars format where the queens vote each other off, and it's this kind of survivor-style format. You know, you can tell production is kind of encouraging alliances and all of that. If production is going to insist on this survivor-type format, then they need to allow for big swing and big upsets to occur. They can't just say, oh, this is the format. We want them voting off, you know, uh, survivor style, but then can completely control who they're voting off in a very obvious way so that the front runner doesn't go home. I'm just like, what is the point then? There is no point. So I think production really needs to decide. And I guess it was like leaked that next season they're not doing this format again, which is a whole Matreon discussion, which we won't have here. But I, it, it, this episode is a perfect example of production just not putting their money where their mouth is. But it's also like to the favor of something I want to happen, right? Like, I don't want you to go home. So I'm like, all well, right, do your thing. Do your thing, production. Or, you know, and whatever course. that even, what does that mean? Like, who's production? You know, like, who's, uh, yeah, whatever that is. Well, the producers, um, the people that are producing the show. I mean, it, 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 I think Nisha brought it up in Roscoe's, but she was basically like, look, if you're going to send me home second, that's fine. But you need to tell me. Because it's very obvious that they're favoring Jimbo. They favor Jimbo with the choice. I'm assuming that's who she was alluding to for the choice of this runway in particular. Like Nasha was like, I want to do this, this look. And they're like, oh, that's one of the choices that one of the other girls is holding on to. Another girl was holding on to four different choices and was still deciding. And so Nasha had to wait until that person decided first before Nasha was able to have her assigned uh, Grace Jones look so that they don't have a Madonna runway situation again. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it's just, it's it's a little too obvious at this point. And I don't know, I, I'm kind of like, look, like, you, you gotta shit or get off the pot, as they say. Like, they, they I, I know I want Jimbo to stay too, but they can't just like keep girls on when they're bad at something. It, it, they 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 kick girls off for snatch game for not being funny, you know what I mean? Yeah, I it, you know I hear what you're saying, um, but I uh, it, it's like but it worked out in my favor, yeah, you know. Exactly, it's like but exactly, I get to keep yeah. the one I want to see keep competing. Sasha so, won, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I'm I'm only upset about it sometimes, and then I forget. Uh, I don't. I'm not even that upset about it. But if we're having a whole podcast about this episode, I'm gonna just like put that on for a second. Like, yeah, this is a little shady, and I don't really care. Uh, do I care? Kind of what's going on post show between the cast? Eh, not really either. But it is just interesting to to watch it all kind of play out um what this show is kind of doing for fame uh and what this show kind of does to performers but um yeah i don't know I, it's our podcast it's worth saying it now even though I, you know yes do i really am i angry about it no i'm happy that candy won and you think she's ugly and you don't oh like my god <laughs> yeah you think she's fat i know there's that as well i will Let's... remind you i saw candy and aja at the cock <laughs> and you called her fat and you, I said, did get, not. you said get out of here. I did not. I like I like bigger bodies for the first of all, Mary. So that, let that be known. I absolutely <laughs> do not like littler bodies. So <laughs> I'm just let kidding. a record I, show. I am nearly let, let, standing here. 
Fuck you too, you whore. (laughs) Yeah, candy, candy, wait. (laughs) W-E-I-G-H-T. Uh, I mean, I think you're 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 covering tracks that nobody's following. You're fine. No one's right, going to be mad at you. Yeah, no okay. one. No one here cares. You don't. Well, want, you know, you when know? you're when you're reading comments by these like crazed fans, right, on both sides, anybody that says anything bad about Candy, it's like this, like, oh, you just don't like big girls, right? I'm just like, what are you talking about? Candy, you can't deny that Candy is a very polarizing drag queen, much like Alexis Michelle is very polarizing. Girl, I got, I, I gotta say it. I, Twitter is a disease, yeah, and it's, it's disease. best to avoid exposure because that's where all of this is rooting from. You're right. Is, You're right. Is Twitter conversations that aren't real? People right. aren't they're real. real. They're just, they're just sitting around, swirling their thumbs in their buttholes, trying to think of things to say so that they can say oh. some shit on Twitter and have. Oh, Mary, I was waiting for the discourse to start from these Gen Z Zoomers. Like, wow, not Drag Race glorifying a child abuser. There is some of that. There's, you know. Is it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I think it's so crazy. These, you know, especially these, you know, these white gays who just glorify Joan Crawford. But then, you know, your your daughter cries about her mother abusing her and we're all like, oh, work. And it's like, okay, sure. You know, I'm the worst. (laughs) You're right. You're right. People are weird. Um People are weird, yeah. People yeah, are weird. people like weird stuff. People yeah. put ketchup on their eggs. It's people a watch weird slasher world. movies, you know. People watch yeah. slasher movies. People were scared, okay? People were scared. <laughs> Open your purse. <laughs> Open your purse. People were scared. So you're right. You're right, uh, and I'm wrong. <laughs> you're I know right, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> Just get so mad. <laughs> Just trade me. Trade me to Racine because I got a pitch. You know, I got a hit, you know? You I know, got a Mary, hit. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it, right? Like, you know, I look at Twitter and I go, I want pure rage. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get. You're going to get pure rage. Yeah. You know, I look at Twitter and I choke because it's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. Well, I look at Twitter and I go, Can you light a candle, yeah, please? please. <laughs> you. Fucking Zane. Well, I get off Twitter because you know what? She won't hit me. <laughs> this is you ridiculous. won't hit me, girl. I said, "Shut the right f- up, little girl." Shut the. I'm the right one for you, little girl. At the end of the day, Stop. you walk in here. Because I will not be antagonized on Twitter. <laughs> well, Mary, uh, <laughs> uh, that brings us to uh, you know, obviously, Candy winning, which is a great redemption story. I will tell you, it's. It's just another storyline that they decided to pick. Listen, they got two storylines out of this uh, rigor Morris. The first storyline, which is the celebratory one, is Candy was redeemed for her shitty musical performance uh, the first time around. And the other story that I think they're playing into yet again, uh, they're janning uh, Alexis Michelle, right? So they are gagging Alexis Michelle by making her safe. They're not putting her even in the top and having her lose, but they're just like, nope, you're just safe. And I think that is going to add to the emotions, which we saw previews for for next week. Oh, God. Like, not to skip completely ahead, but, like, the editing for next week's preview is art. It's art. Like, I don't even want to see the episode. I just want to watch the preview over and over because it's art. It's just exactly what I want. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> forensic but, queen i mean we will need a forensics team uh obviously after that episode for sure oh god i i hope it 
there's going to be bodies. People are going to be scared. And, uh, but I also feel like for all of the like, dun, 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 kind of editing, it's like, no one's going to go home. Everything's going to be fine. But like, I'm, I'm here to be excited for a few days. Um, so I do love that when Alexis gets jammed, when the general generational trauma is passed up the line, she has that silent. Oh, okay. I mean, that was like, yeah. The, oh, it's brilliant. It's so that, brilliant. And she, she, she gulps, yeah. she gulps. It sounds like a yelp. She goes, thank you. Like yeah, she's, like, she's like really going to cry. Yeah. yeah. She, and she knows, oh, she knows what they're doing to her though. She, because she is holding it all in Mary and untucked. She was holding it all she in. Didn't express anything in untucked. I thought, nope. okay, we're going to, you know, she's yep. going to pull up to the bumper baby and we didn't get nothing. I want pure rage. Yeah. yeah. You know what I didn't get? Pure rage. I just wanted a, I just wanted her to go drug! Like out of context, just drug. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yes, yeah, Candy wins. Alexis does not. Uh, Lala does not. I think it's worth also just being in there. Like, y'all are sleeping on Lala Ree, and it's your own goddamn fault. The show is just oh. telling you not to like celebrate her, but she is doing so well this season. Great commentator energy in terms of narrator commentator energy. Like, I don't really know who the narrator is because Heidi was really the narrator of the season. And now I don't really know who it is and I don't want it to be Candy. Right. I don't want it to be Candy either. She's an unreliable narrator. She's an unreliable narrator. No, I need someone who can see the larger picture. Lala is great as the commentator. She's great. Um, Don't change a thing. But yeah, we don't really have a narrator anymore. So, yeah. Uh, well, the lip sync is between Candy and Angeria. Happy to see Angeria back, Angie. Um, yeah. And Candy wins. I thought it was a fine lip sync. I thought Candy did really, really, really well. She was so entertaining, uh, so funny, sexy. I was expecting a crybaby movement, and we did not get one. Oh, just teased us. Just teased us. With, we didn't get I thought it was coming like three times, and I edged. Edged huh? and brought back. Edged and brought back. No relief yet. No. Uh Angeria, you know, if Angeria was an anamorph, she would turn into a peacock. I think we all know that. Mm. Like she's she's like, you know when anamorphs when they're like there's like five different versions of the kid turning into the dolphin. Like the third one is like part human, part dolphin. I feel like sure. Angeria is at her third stage of turning into a peacock. I see ostrich. Maybe it's ostrich as well. She's she's just got a beaky, she's got a beaky, mm, beaky. goosey kind of face that I yeah. that makes me think like, "Oh, look at you. You Look at you, peacock. I don't think uh, I I kind of wanted more from Angeria. I I think that Angeria is great, but I don't think that she was in line with some of the other assassins. Is that fair? I agree. I thought she was great. I think that she did some air guitar that I actually didn't hate. So that's worth something. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate the air guitar. It had like a prince energy that I enjoyed, and it's not fun. It would no, and you know what, Malaysia, it, it's not, but it was good. It was really good, and uh, uh, it reminds me of when Akira played Prince in the in that halftime uh, show, and I'll start so six. good, Another... so fucking good. Another performance where, like, why did she go home? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> she was great in that. 
Yeah. Anyway, I there's a lot of emotions for James going home, which I get. She's got some fans. I can't help but feel, Mary, that those feelings of James going home are because people want to be angry at Candy for something. Yeah, because it's like, did anyone have James on their like top three bingo board? I think it was all like, we were all excited to see James. And J- I just haven't heard anyone being like, I think James is going to take this. I thought you know, I was excited to get week after week of James. So that was fun. But, yeah. you know, and yeah, did I think it was time to send Kahana home? Probably. But maybe Kahana's the goat. She's the survivor goat. And they're bringing her to the end. Hey, great survivor reference. I... I, it's, I, I mean, it goes back to that thing of like, I don't really care, right? Neither Kahana nor James is going to win. Um, and uh, Kahana has a win. Kahana won a challenge. So it's like, well, how much do you weigh that? Also, I feel like they'll complain whether they go on track record or whether they don't go on track record. So there's really no winning here. No, it's but I, I honestly... Kind of knowing the types of challenges that a season would have, lots of comedy and acting heavy kind of challenges. If I if I was Candy, I would keep Kahana and I would yep. send James home. No I question. and and I guess everybody else felt the same way because everybody voted for James. Everybody voted for James, and you know I know there's a lot of shady comments going on online about that from kind of Drag Race girls, but we'll talk about that in Matreon. I I think this is kind of okay, sure. Um, I it makes sense to me. Who do you think is going home next in an improv challenge? Well, unless you know, it seems like Alexis is going to send herself home from this preview next week. But Ooh. no, I, I, I mean, most likely Kahana. I mean, I guess it, well, it's hard to say who's going to go home versus who's going to be in the bottom, right? Because it's like, right, if Kahana's in the bottom again, they're going to send her home. Or they're gonna hold on to her because she's not competition. She's so girl. it's like let's mm. just keep keep sending home these other queens. Um, I do want to just mention while we're talking about queens going home is that we got the angle this week that after James gives her little goodbye at the back of the stage, we get like a, a fade to Candy in the foreground looking <gasps> dismayed. Oh. And that that angle, the angle, the like. Um, uh, what's your snakes? Uh, Lady Camden angle from the lip sync mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. season 14. And it was, I mean, I'm going to see if I can like find it and like put it on Instagram because this was every once in a while, these Sarge is back there just like winning Newberry awards for the film, for the, for the cinematography that's going on. I don't even know well, why you get be, a Newberry award. Wouldn't it be award. Duncan, Duncan directing that shot? It might be, but I like to give it all to Sarge whenever I can. I think Duncan oh, probably said it was- give it all to him? All right, I, Yeah, maybe, maybe Duncan was like, hold on Candy, hold on Candy. You know, it's Candy, Candy, wait. <laughs> candy, yeah, wait, wait on Candy. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and we've got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who's your PSA this episode, Mary? I mean, listen, I like Alexis was, you know, it's a different type of award. But like if we're going to go by like strict, like who gives me the BSA? Lala. Lala Ree was my BSA this week because of the joy that she gave me in that performance. But Alexis gets recognition for the robbery. Mm. Best robbed queen. Best robbed queen. Best robbed queen. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, who would I give it to? I'm. Uh, part of me really wants to give it to Jessica Wild. I feel like Jessica Wild is in a completely different competition than the rest mm-hmm. of the. Cast. 
Sure. Because there, there's also like, while all this drama is going on, Jessica is just like casually doing well in the competition. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have to give it to Alexis. I thought Alexis was impeccable on the performance, drag, and reality side of this uh, episode. Yeah, she was great. Uh, you love Alexis. Wow. Alexis Michelle, Alexis <laughs> one Michelle, star. Alexis Michelle. One star. Hates candy. Um, uh, hate me because I like a queen. Hate me because uh, one queen's drag doesn't always win on the runway. And they do. Everybody is so mad at you. Yep. I know. Yeah. I know. It's okay. I'm just, yeah. uh, God, I'm so biased. Why don't I have the same opinions as everybody else? I don't know, but it's really frustrating. It certainly is. Well, Mary, uh, you can, if you have any thoughts on the musical and why Candy should have won, uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And I am on Instagram at Johnny Also. And you can hear more of me and my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, where we queen out on best supporting actresses like La La Ree. Uh, uh, yeah. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us uh, on Patreon, uh, where we continue the conversation about drag queens and about other shows that we've been watching uh, and so much more all at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, we have a last chance lip sync this week in line with the patter song uh, uh, genre that Alexis brought up, Turquoise. Uh, and, you know, in honor of the fact that Alexis did, you know, very well in the musical this episode, I am going to pick a patter song from one of my favorite musicals, Merrily We Roll Along, the patter song Franklin Shepherd Inc. Oh, from Merrily. That's yes. from Merrily. Yeah. Oh, you love, love calling it Merrily because Merrily. you hate when people. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love, you know, got Merrily yeah. Yeah, fit, I've, I had Fiddler rehearsals on Tuesday. Joseph. Yeah. And now I've got a Joseph read through on Saturday. I got to see if like I can do this. You know, my uh, I'm, I'm a member of the guild. And so I got to make sure that I'm not, you know, doing too many hours without a break. Oh, did you do Merrily? You were in Merrily. I was in Merrily. I played. Oh. Um, I played uh, Joanne. No, uh, say Gussie. That's a funny answer. Well, I don't know anybody in Merrily. <laughs> well, I didn't get that. Well, I didn't get that. <laughs> anyway, Marys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it, and we hope you liked this Rusical episode as much as we did. And, and we'll see you next week. That seems. Sorry, Charlie. It's a secretary on the intercom. Yes, Miss. It's a messenger. Thanks, Miss. Will you tell him to wait? Will you order the car? Will you call up the bank? Will you wire the coast? Will you bring? Sorry, Charlie. Mutter, 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 mutter. Sell the stocks. Mutter, buy the rights. Mutter, 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 mutter. Let me put you on hold. Yes, Miss. It's the interview. Thanks, Miss. Will you tell him to wait? Will you wire the car? Will you order the coast? Will you send up the bank? And the telephones blink and the stop jets sold and the rest of us he keeps on hold and is into making movies. He's now a corporation.